Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of What Did You Say? Where we respond to some of your comments on our videos and your questions that you have sent through. I'm your host, Abu Abdurrahman, and I'm very pleased to be joined by my dear Sheikh, Sheikh Muhammad Dua. Assalamu alaikum dear Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How you doing today? Alhamdulillah, Sheikh. Inshallah, you're well. Allah, we're doing well, alhamdulillah, doing fine. It's good to be back live with you. Always good to be here, Sheikh. Alhamdulillah. We'd like to thank all the brothers and sisters for tuning in, whether on uh, YouTube, Albion Radio Australia, Facebook, on ASWJ Australia, and also listening live on our apps and our various other platforms. Now, my dear brothers uh, and sisters, you can send your feedback, questions, and suggestions to our program for tonight, and inshallah, we'll try to get to it. Bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Now, Sheikh, um, as you know, the the few videos we've done in the last few weeks have caused a lot of feedback, a lot of comments, a lot of suggestions. And, um, you know, we had a follow-up video to your video about, you know, Sheikh, what's with your beard? One by Sheikh Jalal about, Sheikh, why is your beard so short or small? And the Sheikh replied accordingly. No. Um, and then we had some general feedback from some of the brothers and sisters. They may mean, well, is, is the beard the only issue you talk about? And they've done this before. You know, you should be addressing this issue or that issue. And alhamdulillah, as you know, and you've been part of it, Barakallah Fiqh, Al-Bayan Radio has been around for 10 plus years, and we have thousands of programs, if not more than that, no. on various topics, every topic you can think of, alhamdulillah, we've addressed and mentioned. So it's a bit unfair and unjust to, you know, isolate two videos, which were about the beard and the sunnah of the beard and so on and so forth, and more about the sunnah in reality, and say that you only talk about these issues, you're not addressing the more important issues. No. Sheikh, what's your response to that and, and, you know, and how to view you no. know, uh, this in, in the right light? Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man ihtada bi huda amma ba'd. First and foremost, uh, Sheikh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to accept uh, our amal and to Amen. grant us uh, ikhlas uh, in all that we do. Amen. Uh, there's no doubt that um, this uh, Al-Bayan uh, radio station, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get in it, is a, is a small beam, that uh, a small humble beam, which is uh, working towards spreading the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the various uh, mashayikh and speakers, whether the ones local here in Australia or um, the ones overseas uh, and worldwide. Uh, and I completely agree, Sheikh, when you when you say that it's unjust uh, for a person to make such a claim uh, as though the, the programs and the radio station has not been uh, committed to delivering uh, all different and various types uh, of messages. Uh, and more importantly, uh, the most important of topics, uh, the topic of Tawheed and Aqeedah, no. uh, which uh, we can safely assume and say uh, is without a doubt the, the main uh, subject that gets uh, broadcasted uh, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, on, on Al-Bayan uh, radio. For, to single out one video, or this is something yani, that, that we do hear quite often, Sheikh, um, people uh, who try to put down the da'wah by uh, uh, accusing uh, 
the du'at and the mashayikh of not talking about the, the greater topics and focusing on such and such a topic, whether it's the topic of the bid or whether it's the topic of the niqab uh, and whatever else. And usually, Sheikh, uh, the case, uh, and I'm not uh, aiming on whatever or whoever the individual was that uh, commented recently, but usually, Sheikh, it is the case that uh, the ones that tend to uh, say these type of words where they uh, accuse uh, uh, Ahl Sunnah of uh, focusing on smaller issues and not bigger issues, uh, they themselves uh, are usually the first ones that you will notice um, have no uh, effect or make no effort into uh, propagating or upholding the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. Very true. And what we mean is uh, it's easy for a person to be sitting down uh, in his home, uh, comfortable in his bed, uh, and, and make such uh, assumptions uh, towards people who uh, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to, to accept uh, the effort of, of all. We are not against uh, nasiha and we are uh, always open to, to feedback from our brothers uh, and our sisters. Uh, and we are happy for anyone that, uh, inshallah, um, uh, corrects us in whatever mistakes we may do. We are all human and no one is perfect. But um, a person should be just in their words as well. They should be just in in, in what they claim. Uh, and what you mentioned earlier, Sheikh, when we did discuss it, uh, it is as though um, uh, such people have not witnessed or watched the other programs that are uh, run throughout Al Bayan. Alhamdulillah, whether it's the radio station, whether it's the Dros, it is our da'wah in general. Uh, we we try our best to focus on everything. We try our best to focus on uh, the bigger uh, topics and also the smaller ones. Uh, there is no topic in Islam that's not important, Sheikh. 100%. Beautifully, uh, uh, beautifully put there right at the end, dear Sheikh. Now, uh, dear listeners, uh, and the brothers and sisters watching, Al Bayan Radio isn't only um, on YouTube and, and, and the like. It's actually a 24-7 Islamic radio station, which you can listen to 24-7 wherever you are in the world by downloading our app on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, or you can listen on albayan.com.au. And it's actually 24-7 of Islamic programming, the Sheikh covering various topics daily, no. and it's it's quite unique because it's it combines both English and Arabic. No. So basically, you know, we start our day with you know the Fajr Adan, for example, no. and then we have you know the Quran continuous throughout the day, Athkar al-Sabah and Athkar al-Masa and Athkar, you know, before sleeping, and we have t- daily Tafsir programs, Aqidah, Tariq, Fikr, everything no. you can think of. It's daily, and it's twenty four seven to educate and nurture the Muslim upon the. Correct manhaj because no. this is our this is our methodology that Islam is complete. Everything in Islam is important. There is no small issue. No. Yes, there's priorities at certain times, but everything in in Islam is important because it comes from Allah and the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is what we're trying to spread in our da'wah, no. uh, in our lessons, on our YouTube channels and no. Podbean and podcasts and Apple Podcasts and all the other channels. So we just want to get that out there no. and, and, and uh, make that clear to all our brothers and sisters. But now, this Sheikh, a common theme that we always get, um, and it's been uh, on your videos especially, <coughs> and other videos as well, is, you know, uh, don't take from this so-called, or this is what they say, quoting Wahhabi. No. And this person, don't take from him, he's a Wahhabi. No. Or they're Wahhabis. Or this, and there's ins- insulting words as well. Uh, no. So, Shaykh, it brings us to the question is, what do they mean by this statement, don't take from this Wahhabi? No. 
And they, they, they say in a insulting manner. No. Um, first and foremost, Sheikh, uh, there's no doubt that the word uh, Wahhabi, uh, it is an insult uh, that is uh, intended towards uh, Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah and uh, the people of truth. And if we look at this uh, word uh, Wahhabi um, and where it was uh, brought out from uh, and the reason behind it, uh, it is a a word that I like to call a, a word of propaganda. It is a word uh, of propaganda. And what we mean by that is uh, it's a label that's been given to the followers of uh, the Salaf, uh, the followers of Ahl Sunnati wal Jama'ah, uh, and it's a name that's been uh, labeled uh, based on uh, the great uh, Imam and Shaykh al Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab. So, this word uh, Wahhabi uh, it is uh, intended uh, towards those who uh, follow the Kitab and the Sunnah upon the understanding uh, of the Salaf. Uh, but according to the ones who give this name or throw this name out, uh, it is a claim that uh, we are uh, followers uh, uh, in a negative way of uh, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab uh, and his da'wah. And the reason why this uh, is uh, mentioned is because there is a uh, a false uh, claim that the, the great Imam uh, rahimahullah, uh, came up with a new religion. And he came up with a new way, and uh, he was this harsh, uh, uh, barbaric uh, uh, figure that extreme uh, fanatic, extreme fanatic <laughs> who slaughtered and killed um, uh, the Muslims wherever he found them and uh, whatever else. And th- this is all false accusations towards the Sheikh Rahimahullah. Sheikh, one of our listeners uh, rightfully put it: "He goes, a Wahhabi is the boogeyman." Abu Habi is the boogeyman. The boogeyman, no, that's it, not the boogeyman, the boogeyman, yeah. Without a doubt, and that's what we mean by propaganda. You want to scare someone, Abu Habi. Exactly, they, they've painted this picture, uh, and it's a false picture, um, to say that uh, the, uh, Abu Habi is such and such. It is an extreme uh, Muslim, uh, it's a Muslim that uh, kills other Muslims and whatever else, all based on uh, the figure of Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad al-Abdul Wahhab, Rahimahullah, as they claim that he came up with a new religion. If we go back, Sheikh, and we look at the two types of people who use this word, uh, it usually revolves around two main categories only, the Shia, the Rafida, and the extreme Sufiya. It's the Sufiya and the Rafida who label Ahl sunnah wal Jama'ah the word Wahhabi. So this in itself shows us that it's a filthy, uh, there's a filthy intention behind it. And the reason why uh, this figure, uh, the, the great Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah, uh, why he um, uh, he pushes their buttons, uh, as to say, is because um, the Sheikh in his da'wah, uh, he destroyed uh, what their fundamentals is. Uh, the fundamentals of the Sufiya and the fundamentals of the Rafida, basically what they believe, what they teach, what they call to, what they practice. Uh, from the shirk uh, and the kufr and the grave worshipping and calling upon other than Allah Azza wa Jal. Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahhab rahimahullah, he destroyed all of that, uh, whether it was through uh, action or through his, uh, his uh, uh, what he authored from the books. Uh, and we put a simple um, request and a simple uh, uh, challenge to all of those who, 
who like to criticize Ahl Sunnah on this point, or to criticize uh, Sheikh Muhammad Abdul Wahab for that matter, is go to his books. If you want to criticize the Imam, criticize his work and his knowledge. And they will not be able to because anyone that has studied uh, Muhammad Abdul Wahab's books will see that he does not exit past the, the pious predecessors and his books are filled with verses and ahadith of Rasulullah. So when we say this is a word that's used as a propaganda, Walillahi uh, alhamd. The, the knowledge, the knowledge of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah cannot be attacked, it cannot be refuted. So rather than attacking the knowledge which they are not able to do, they paint this scary picture, boogeyman as you mentioned, to in order to divert people away from the truth, from the followers of uh, Islam, uh, from uh, the followers of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, by saying that these people are Wahhabis. And the reality of the matter is, Sheikh, uh, the Imam Muhammad Abdul Wahhab is one of great one of many great imams and, and scholars. He is not the only scholar that we take our knowledge from. He is one of of many, and he's from the later scholars. Uh, there are many uh, great scholars before him, much greater uh, than him. So we do not have ta'asub uh, uh, or um, uh, blind following towards anyone. And I feel personally that when I've come across that term, it's, it's with people who want to make themselves feel a bit better because they're... They're not practicing what they should be practicing from Islam. No. So they'll come out and say, for example, if they see a sister with a niqab on or a brother, you know, uh, with his beard or going to the masjid regularly, seeking Stole knowledge. above his ankles. Uh, yeah, the fob above the ankle. They say, oh, he's a Wahhabi. No. Just, you know, so they make themselves feel like, you know, I'm, I'm the Muslim who is practicing Islam the right way. These people are overdoing it. No. You know, and all the, all, all the actions we mentioned are, no. have their, their proofs in the Quran and Sunnah. No. Without a doubt, Sheikh. And that comes back to the argument of what's true extremism in the religion. Following the Kitab and the Sunnah as it is revealed is in no way extremism. The Kitab and the Sunnah is the moderate way. And Allah Azza wa Jal called us an Ummah Wasat. Okay? But the ones who use these arguments, the ones who try to justify their shortcomings with arguments like that, in truth, they are the extremists. They are the ones who have gone extreme against the book of Allah Azza wa Jal and the Sunnah of his Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Shaykh, you know, as, as, as we know, extremism is two angles. Those who, who overdo it and overdo uh, some of the practices and those no. who pretty much don't do anything. No. These are two extremes and they're both frowned upon and looked down upon in Islam. Without a doubt. You have uh, ex- uh, extreme in exceeding the limits and you have extreme in being lenient as well. Extreme leniency. We have a, a question here that, that came up on our on our streams there. Uh, Sheikh, can I wipe over my socks when I'm at home? And can I wear socks just to make wudu in at home? No. Regarding the wiping over the socks, Sheikh, um, the, the hadith of wiping over the socks, it was narrated from over 70 of the companions, radiallahu ta'ala. Uh, and to answer the, the brother or the sister's question, if they are able to wipe over the socks while they are at home, yes, they can. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and the proof is the hadith of Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, where Ali radiallahu anhu narrated and he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said uh, he made uh, wiping over the socks uh, three days and night for the traveler and one day and night for the resident. Resident meaning the one at home. So this shows that it is permissible to wipe over the socks if you are at home. And if a person 
wore their socks just to have the leniency to be able to wipe over them for their salah. This is permissible also because this is a uh, something that Allah has made easy for the ummah and he has allowed us to do it. So we can take advantage of that. So dear brother or sister, you shouldn't feel guilty or you're taking a shortcut <laughs> or cheating. You no. can, if you put your socks on and... Belaks, there's the hadith that Allah Azza wa Jal loves for his wow, uh, his concessions to be taken, just as he dislikes for his prohibitions to be transgressed. Excellent. Barakallah fiqdi, Sheikh. Uh, Sheikh, uh, moving on to uh, another question which was presented during one of your lessons <coughs> regarding the hadith of the 73 uh, groups, uh, all in hellfire except one. And then when the Prophet ﷺ was asked, uh, who is it? Uh, he said, what, what I'm upon and my companions. No. We have a questioner saying and quoting a, a well-known sheikh who is known for some uh, issues in Aqidah, no. just to get that out there. Um, the sheikh said that this addition, this uh, ziyada, uh, <coughs> is not authentic. No. Um, regarding the, the hadith of the sects where Rasulullah he mentioned that uh, the Yahud the Jews split into 71 sects, all of them in hellfire except one. And the Nasara, the Christians, split into 72 sects, all of them in hellfire except one. And then he said, by the one whom my soul is in his hands, my ummah will split into 73 sects, all of them in hellfire except one. Uh, this uh, narration, uh, all of them in hellfire except one, uh, it's it's found in the in the books of Sunnah. It's found in uh, Sunan Abi Dawood, and it's also found in Sunan at Tirmidhi. And regarding that statement, where the Prophet ﷺ said all of them in hellfire except one, uh, the scholars uh, of Hadith uh, from the Mutaqaddimin and the Mutaakhirin, the the early scholars uh, and the the later scholars of Hadith, they have all graded and classed it to be. Uh, authentic uh, regarding what the brother is asking um, what I have come across uh, was a statement for uh, Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah in his tafsir uh, Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah in his tafsir uh, he mentioned this hadith and then he after mentioning the hadith Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah he said uh, and this ziyada uh, this um, part of the hadith regarding the all in hellfire except one. He said, uh, a jama'ah from the muhaddithin. He said, a group from the muhaddithin have graded as weak. He said, a group have graded as weak. And uh, Ibn Hazm, rahimahullah, said it is mawdu'ah. Ibn Hazm, rahimahullah, said it is fabricated. It is mawdu'ah. Sheikh al-Albani, rahimahullah, mentioned the hadith in his silsila sahihah. And he mentioned what Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah said. After mentioning it, Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah, the great Imam of Hadith of our era, he said uh, uh, regarding what Imam al-Shawkani said, he said, I do not know who he is referring to from the scholars of Hadith that graded this Hadith to be weak because I looked into it, Shaykh al-Albani rahimahullah said, he said, I looked into the hadith and I did not find any of the scholars from the mutaqaddimin, meaning the early scholars, except that they all graded it to be authentic. So Shaykh al-Albani said, I did not come across anyone, as Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah mentioned, who graded the hadith as weak. He said, as for Ibn Hazm saying it's fabricated, 
He said, I did not find those words for him anywhere. He said, I looked into one of his books where I assumed it might be. He said, but I did not find these words for Ibn Hazm at all. So, um, yes, even though Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah mentioned this, but there is no proof for it. Rather, all the early scholars and the later scholars have all agreed from the scholars of hadith that this hadith in its entirety is sahih and that is the correct opinion. For an individual um, to say that uh, it is weak, he could be going off what Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah said, um, but that has no proof to it as we mentioned, as we just mentioned. Or we can assume that this can be coming uh, from someone who is trying to make all the sects equal in Islam and trying to deny the fact that there are some sects in Islam that will be in hellfire. But this is something that Rasulullah prophesied and he mentioned. And we know that the sects, those 72 sects, could be of different levels. Some are in hellfire for eternity, according to some people of knowledge, uh, and some might enter hellfire and then exit because they are still within the middle of Islam. Allahu alam. Now, Sheikh, uh, you know, with, in regards to the addition where it's mentioned that what I'm upon and my companions. No. Even let's just look at it from the perspective that this additional wording is, let's just say, weak. No. But the ma'ana is agreed upon that the haq, no. that the saved group, Ahlul Hadith, Ahlul Haq, no. Al-Firqatul Najiyah, uh, is what the Prophet is upon and no. his companions and those who followed their way. No. Because really the yardstick, everyone says I follow the Prophet but, but the issue is the Sahaba. No. Who follows the Sahaba? No. You know, uh, we go on our streams and we get just bombarded with people uh, from the Rafidis and Ahlul Bayt saying, you know, you guys should talk about Ahlul Bayt. <coughs> we always talk about Ahlul Bayt, but no. in a way which is acceptable in Islam. No. Not in a way where he's going to the either extremes where people... You know, denied all Ahlul Bayt and said they're not virtuous. And the other extreme, basically, to raise some of Ahlul Bayt to, to almost lords. No. You know, and, and <clears throat> this is what really we got to understand, isn't it, Sheikh? That uh, regardless uh, from the hadith point of view, although, you know, you just show that, showed that it's authentic, that this is the yardstick. No. This is the haq. The haq is what the Prophet was upon and his companions. This no. is our measuring stick. Without a doubt. And that part of the hadith, Sheikh, uh, is more important than the other part. Because if you implement that part, you are safe from being from the other 72. The the saved sect is one sect, and, and Nabi Wasallam explained who they are. They are the ones that follow the same religion as me and my companions. So a person should focus on achieving that, and by doing that, they are saved from being from the other uh, 72 and like you said Sheikh al-ma'na sahih the the meaning the meaning is true uh, even if people want to argue on the point that the, that part is not authentic which is not the case it is authentic but the meaning is true that the saved sect uh, is uh, upon the way of the Prophet وسلم, and his companions. Sheikh. We've got the TikTok going. There's there's a few hundred live viewers, but a lot of the questions are really <laughs> not appropriate, and there's a lot of debating Allah from every angle, dear Sheikh, on on, the, on this platform. Sadly, uh, we just we, we wish just some of the brothers and sisters would actually listen to the program and give us some constructive questions, <laughs> and not come and try to preach what you think is true. You know, you have a program that people are talking, uh, trying to educate you. Uh, if you have any constructive criticism, questions, or feedback, please uh, feel free to to contribute. Now, dear Sheikh, you know we get a lot of uh, a lot of um, 
questions and a, a lot were to do with the beat so we didn't want to go uh, near them um, for the sake of being repetitive but we did get a, a common theme uh, throughout uh, the videos as well is that the Prophet ﷺ was beautiful and he loved beauty no. therefore you as well the brothers should observe beauty no. which really uh, this statement in and of itself is a you know a contradiction in and of itself because here we are following the sunnah if following the sunnah means as these people are putting it because it was, it was actually a few comments uh it's going to be ugly and distasteful and not appropriate for all times then what are we saying about the sunnah um, and well, this is uh you know that. how do we how do we address this topic that when you practice something from islam mm. you know it's ugly it's not it's not it's not beauty. It's not what Allah wants from us. And you get all these questions. And there was quite a bit of similar, similar um, line of questioning or similar thought. No. Uh, and 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 uh, some of them, I believe, is is uh, is coming from an angle where they're very affected by a certain lifestyle or way of living where beauty has been twisted. No. Uh, and the the view of beauty is, you know, for example, you know, for the, for for modesty to be. Basically stripped. No. Um, uh, uh, no bead. No. Um, no covering of the aura. No. And so on and so forth. No. So they're looking at it from this view. No. What's your comments regarding that, Disha? Wallahi, Sheikh, this comes back to what a person defines to be beauty. And what is defined to be uh, beauty? Who Who is the one that defines what beauty is? Is it me and you and this individual? Or is it what Allah Azza wa Jal and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, defined uh, to be uh, beautiful uh, if a person uh, thinks or sees the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu to be anything other than beautiful then this person um, not only has issues but they have issues in their aqidah because uh, uh, Beauty is loving what Allah Azza wa Jal and His Rasul Sallallahu love uh, and uh, disliking what uh, Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu dislike. For I don't know where these uh, يعني, comments are coming from, uh, but يعني, this can be an attempt to justify the Haram Sheikh. Uh, people that might be clean shaven. Uh, and to them, like you said, that's their definition of beauty. Uh, but to others, walillahi alhamd, uh, uh, this is ugly. Uh, uh, so your definition of beauty is could be my definition of what's despised and disgusting. Uh, and my definition of beauty uh, in your eyes might be uh, what's uh, despised and disgusting. But it comes back to who is following Rasulullah uh, we ask Allah to make us uh, from them bi-ithnillahi ta'ala. This is uh, a corrupted understanding. Uh, it is a corrupted mentality. And I believe this comes from people who have been brainwashed uh, by the Western mentality uh, as to define what is beautiful and what is not. And put the bid on the side, Sheikh. You hear the same words regarding the hijab. It's it's common, yeah. The proper hijab and the sisters in niqab and whatever else. People put them down and claim that they are ugly uh, for wearing uh, such things. There are even sisters who get encouraged to remove a jilbab and to wear a a head covering because the jilbab it makes them look less attractive, for example. Well, billah. 
these type of comments should not concern the mu'min uh, because the believer they know that true beauty lies in pleasing Allah Azza wa Jal. Uh, and the believer sees pleasing Allah to be beautiful. So what is beautiful to Allah is beautiful to the mu'min. Uh, and what is disliked by Allah is disliked by the mu'min. So if people want to have their own understanding and definition of what uh, beauty is, whether it's through Hollywood or uh, sports actors or what the TV uh, promotes and shows to be beautiful, by all means, this can be your definition uh, with uh, your shortcomings uh, towards your Lord. As for the, the Muslim that wants to please Allah Azza wa Jal, their definition and understanding of beauty is much different. Sheikh, we'll take uh, probably one more question before we wrap up and we'll take this from our, from our, um, from our YouTube stream. Um, Sheikh, uh, assalamu alaikum. Salam My question is, please tell me if you are praying and your reflection is visible in the mirror or glass in front of you, is it permissible or prohibited to pray there? And the continuation is, in the masjid there is a TV screen it is off, but in front of the, um, but in, it's front of the people who are praying, and the reflection is visible in the screen, which is off. Jazakallah khairan wa iyak. Um, regarding praying in a room where there is a mirror with a reflection of yourself, um, what I have understood is uh, there are some brothers and sisters. They ask if if this. Um, falls under the category of a having a picture or a statue uh, in the room. We, we know that um, many of the people of knowledge have mentioned that it's uh, makruh. Uh, some have even said uh, that it's haram uh, to pray in a room where there is a, uh, a statue uh, or, or a picture. Um, if my memory serves me correctly regarding the mirror, it was a fatwa for Sheikh Ibn Baz, rahimahullah, uh, unless I am mistaken, I th- Sheikh, the, the, the point here as well that I recall is that the issue is: is it going to distract you? That's the question. No. More uh, from from memory, the Sheikh is no. that many of our ulama said anything that's going to distract you, no. it should be removed without a so doubt. If a brother is staring in the mirror and observing 100%. himself and, and admiring himself, he just finished from the gym, you know, and this is going <laughs> to this is going to disturb you, no. then any disturbance, whatever it may be, whether it's a TV screen or you should pick a, another area in your home, because a lot of the no. times it's at home, no. you know, mainly mirrors it in the bedroom, no. for example. No. You know, pray in another area, it's going to distract you. Without a doubt. If it is a distraction, there's no there's no question about it that each, uh, a person should not pray there if it is a distraction. Uh, if it's not a distraction and it's from the halal haram perspective, um, I don't recall any of the ulama classifying it to be like uh, the the still photo or, or the statue Allahu Alam. Sheikh, we got a, a, some, a detailed question, not a detailed question, a few questions about following a madhab. We'll leave it for, for next week, because Inshallah. it is a more of a detailed answer. No. Uh, so we will speak about you know following a madhab uh, next uh, week, inshallah, on what did you say uh, next Tuesday night, bi'idhnillah. I'd like to thank all the brothers and sisters for tuning in today. The, the aim of this program is to keep it short and sweet and answer your questions in, in, in the most efficient uh, and simplest manner. I'd like to thank the Sheikh for being with us. Any final advice, final words, the Sheikh? Barakallah, Fik Sheikh. Just uh, the same advice that we like to remind our brothers and sisters and ourselves to, inshallah, always uh, try to. Whatever you comment, whatever you say, whatever you you speak of, just do so with knowledge because 
speaking about Allah Azza wa Jal and his religion with, with no basis and no proof is from the major sins. And this is the, the TikTok world, the Sheikh. The no. TikTok world is... Alhamdulillah, I don't have uh, TikTok. I've only heard bad stuff about TikTok. Yep, most of it is. Naam. But uh, we, we like to uh, try to be a little light within that huge yes. ball of darkness. Yes, so um that's all that's the main reason we've 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 continued our TikTok. Um but the live is a bit saddening no. the amount of comments from every angle. If you have a point of view, dear brothers or sisters, come with adab, come with manners, come with knowledge and don't try to be forceful. Don't no. try to be come with alam and hikmah. No. And um uh, inshallah we we plan to have some moderators on our streams in future. <laughs> episodes because it's getting quite out of hand and I can't even keep up with the amounts of questions and comments and debates on there Sheikh it's actually live debates from every angle Allah so you have, you have you know the Ahlul Bayt people no. Allah no. Allah guide them to the Sunnah but they are far from Ahlul Bayt uh, far from Ahlul Bayt far no from, doubt as they claim then you have those telling us to follow Isa alayhi salam we follow Isa more no. than you do without a doubt um, and then we have those from you know you described them before the extremists from some of the groups that no. that, that you know, and you have our brothers and sisters who are genuine and want to follow. We want everyone no. to listen no. and then form your opinion later. No. But to come and, you know, like the Sheikh hasn't even started yet, start <laughs> bashing and uh, ask the same questions over and over again, which we've already addressed. Barakallahu alaykum, dear brothers and sisters. Now, for the genuine brothers and sisters on there, you can go to our YouTube channel, Al Bayan Radio Australia. And most of the questions you have asked are there, um, especially those asking about Aqidah issues regarding Isa. Regarding Ahlul Bayt, the Sheikh has a beautiful series about Aqidah, Sharh Kitab Al-Tawheed from Sahih Al-Bukhari, all about Tawheed and also Al-Ha'iyah, which is currently running on Tuesday nights at Masjid Al-Azhar Bilmo. We advise the brothers to listen to these uh, lessons and benefit from them. I'd like to thank the Sheikh one more time, or thank the tech team and all the brothers and sisters watching. Barakallah fikum and until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.